Jason Taylor. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host, and welcome back to another episode of this series we're calling Basketball Cards 101. It's a great opportunity to refresh the basics before this NBA season starts. You guys know we only have a couple weeks left, October 18th, the start of the NBA regular season. So it is great to be thinking about the basics, whether you are an investor in basketball cards hoping to make some money buying and selling cards, maybe online, maybe at a shop that you started, right, Kurt? Maybe, you, maybe you're doing something that, that you're just branching out. You're trying to come see or whatnot, and you're trying to make money on this as an investor. Well, Basketball Cards 101, we got you covered. Today, an episode really focusing on the rhythm of the calendar. Have a plan. You know, our past few episodes have been about buying and selling and the basics of those things. Today is about planning budgeting, thinking through what the next six to 12 months will be like for basketball cards. And there are some events to know about, the the dates. There are some uh, announcements that will happen at random times throughout the season that you just want to be ready for. There are some other seasons that come and go that affect the basketball card market. They affect people's attention, what they spend on, Uh, how much they're willing to splurge, and even just the FOMO, the fear of missing out on other good deals. So I am glad, just thrilled to be with you. Guys, thank you for listening wherever you are tuning in from. You're like, I didn't tune in. I just got this thing on Spotify. I searched sports cards and your show popped up. I I love hearing that. In fact, uh, I'd love to hear how you found our show. If you're just uh, checking us out or if you just recently started listening, give me a message uh, either on Instagram, at hoops and cards, the whole word, three words, hoops and cards, or you can email me, gary at hoopsandcards.com. So uh, yeah, you guys, this is an interesting period uh, of time here as summer, the warm weather is over, baseball season is winding down, people are selling their Aaron Judge cards and their Shohei Otanis, and they're starting to think about basketball. In fact, the NBA preseason starts Friday night, I believe, in Tokyo. And uh, we await some of the last few basketball card releases with the rookies like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, you know, last year's rookies. And if you're new to basketball cards, I just just know that like it's not always like this where, where, where the new rookies are guys who have already played a full year and we're waiting for their sophomore year. no. Uh, COVID slows COVID slowed a lot of things down at uh, Panini and some of the other card producers and distributors around the world. So they're still getting around to. And I would just say there are too many brands out there. Uh, like I love the variety, but but come on, we, do we really need thirty five different types of uh, you know Dayron Sharp rookie cards? I'm not sure we do. Unless unless you are married to Dayron Sharp, then I, I'm sure you love it. But uh, or if you have a crush on Dayron Sharp, that's that's your thing. Um, I happen to like Jalen Green, Cam Thomas, Bones Highland, uh, certainly Evan Mobley. But uh, a lot of those rookies are coming out late, later than normal. And uh, that's just not the, the regular calendar for us here uh, in the sports card world. So today, 101, we're going to talk about planning. And uh, this is important for those of us that want to get the best deal when we're buying these things to collect or to save. 
or to get the best deal so that when I turn around to sell a card or a wax box of cards or a set of cards or a card that I sent in to PSA to get graded, know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to know that I can maximize. I want to know that uh, I'm getting the best deal that I possibly can. I'm adjusting my microphone right now. got a new microphone, guys, so I'm just going to play around with this a little bit. Um, but yeah, I want to have a plan. And uh, if you've listened to the last two uh, Basketball Card 101s, we've talked about your buying, your approach to buying and finding new cards, and then also certainly your approach to selling, to selling when it, uh, in a way that makes you money. So anywho, I will stop tinkering with this microphone and, uh, and get after it. We are going to get into the next six months. We'll actually start with this month that's finishing up, September, and we will get into September, October, November, December, and yes, the new year. What is your approach? What things do we need to be thinking about when it comes to January and February of this calendar year in sports card investing? So grab a coffee or a Coke or whatever it is you, you feel like drinking right now, or maybe you're driving and you're like, dude, I, I don't even have a bottle of water, but uh, just think think about your cards, your goals for collecting and investing, and uh, we'll help you develop a plan for the next six months right after the break. Uh, listen, Brunson is a good player. They're making him look like uh, Kyrie Irving. All right, everybody, here we are at the end of September, and people are starting to turn their attention to basketball. NBA Media Day was just two days ago, and everybody excited because James Harden lost 100 pounds and said, tweet that. Or LeBron James showed up in in tip-top shape, and Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly are best buddies. Meanwhile, in the card market, I got basketball card dealers or sports card dealers, at least, that are saying, I'm not, I'm not selling cards. I didn't even bring my cards to this show today because they realize the basketball card market is still down. Even though Zion is healthy and there's an excitement around players like Anthony Edwards and Ja Morant and Tyrese Halliburton and, of course, LaMelo Ball. Like, There's a lot to be excited about here as September ends. But let me give you a quick review about what we've been through this September. We, we Yeah, the NBA preseason starts in a few days, but we had the start of the pro football season. We've had a lot of talk about the World Cup and Formula One events. We've had Major League Baseball, these mile, milestone breakers like Albert Pujols getting his 700th home run and Aaron Judge hitting number 62. Is that is that a thing yet? Uh, lots of big things going on. And, and you've probably heard us, if you listen to this podcast, talk about that being a great time. You know, when everybody is running towards other sports, the prices on basketball cards have been down. So I've talked about buying goats. In fact, one of the things you'll hear me say on Basketball Cards 101, or just at this Hoops and Cards podcast in general, is the 4G investing categories. 4G, so guh, 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 guh. Guesses, good players, great players, and then goats. Guesses, goods, greats, and goats. It just helps me classify 
uh, where I think where I would rank certain players, and and we'll get to more of that. But September's been a great time to buy the goats, the g g goats like LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Giannis, uh, NBA greats too. There've been good deals still this month on Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, and Trey Young, and the Joker and Embiid. I you know normally you won't hear a lot of people talk about investing in centers because they're not as dynamic. Uh, they don't put up as much as far as highlight reels and acrobatics and long threes, but Joel Embiid and the Joker, they're, uh, the, the, the value of their cards followed almost to a T the projection that we're going to, we're going to share with you for the next six months. So goats and greats, if you're into other sports, uh, you know, maybe you spent September buying quarterbacks that you thought would, uh, lead their team to the playoffs or they would soar and take the next step in their careers. And, you know, you're glad you picked Lamar Jackson, but you're not sure about Burrow right now. You're really glad you picked Jalen and Tua, but man, I don't know what to make of Trey Lance and uh, Dak Prescott when he'll return, those kinds of things. So September was the time to think about pro football and maybe even to sell your lesser cards and level up. I spent September making some trades. I looked at buying the guys who, as the NBA season approaches, a lot of the general fans will think of the big names and general sports car dealers, buyers, and sellers. They think of the young guys who are the next to just soar into stardom. The next guys that are going to take the the leap and lead their teams deeper into the playoffs. That would be Ja Morant, Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic. A lot of people speculating on Zion Williamson and what he could do next season. But one of my action steps for September was... And, and this is the first of six months here, September, was to look at those guys that, hey, when the general card market starts to think about basketball season, starts to get a whiff of the NBA schedule and and starts to, you know, see more basketball cards uh, talked about available going up in value. Think about the players that everybody knows, everybody cares about, not just the diehard basketball fans like you and me. Like we can sit, we can sit and have a debate about, you know, uh, when will Cameron Johnson really get his opportunity in Phoenix and is he too old for one? We can talk about, uh, is Scotty Barnes the best candidate to, to really be the, the point leader in Toronto or do they leave it to Fred Van Vliet or Siakam? Like we can talk about, we can geek out about basketball stuff, but the, the majority of sports card collectors and investors, they, they do several sports and they'll be thinking about Ja and Luca. I I focused September. My goats were uh, to look at LeBron, Giannis, even Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi has an opportunity here with him coming back from injury. I don't know if you saw. Dude is dude is bulked up, and I I, I trust Kawhi knows his body better than the rest of us. But uh, there's a difference between lifting weights, shape, and being in full on, you know, 38, 40 minutes a night. NBA basketball shape. So so there's going to be some rust on Kawhi and on John Wall and, and the players that you know, Jamal Murray, that are coming back from injury. But good time to buy some of those players, Kawhi Leonard. Also think some of the good players that are undervalued or good opportunities right now are Anthony Edwards, Darius Garland, and uh, Anthony Simons, I, I think is going to get a fantastic opportunity in Portland playing next to Damian Lillard and running the offense when he's not in the game or when he's injured. And and Simons just had eight weeks of fire, was incredible in January and February and earned that $100 million contract that he's got. So all those guys, and then a few guesses like Jalen Green, you know, um, 
there's a kid in Houston who's going to score a ton of points this year. Um, all things considered, he stays healthy. He's going to put up some huge numbers. So September was really a time to seize the bargains on the big names. But as we get into October, here's what I'm going to do today with us. Basketball Card 101, people. I want you to do this episode, listen to it, maybe with your calendar. You know, maybe with your, your take some notes on, hey, here's what I would like to do. Because I think a, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. I, I think if you're not projecting uh, things you could be buying or should be looking at in November and December or waiting till January for, I, I think you're allowing yourself to fail when it comes to uh, the maximizing your profit, maximizing the good deals. And uh, if you're like me, you, you tend to go and want to just buy th things you want. You know, I go into a shop or I go online and search and I buy what I want. Well, then I look back on it. I'm like, man, I, <laughs> I bought too early, you know, or I paid too much. Or man, if I had just waited another few weeks, you know how glad I am that I, I waited quite a while to buy my LeBron James Topps rookie. When I started looking for that thing, um, it, I was just looking at a PSA 8 Topps card 221 and uh, I was willing to pay $600 for it. I didn't know that that a few months later that card would be selling regularly for around 450 and that I would get a deal on that card for closer to $300. Like if I had just gone with, dude, I got to have it, got to get it. Like maybe you feel like you got to conquer stuff and uh, this is your little way to do it. That, you know, if that's what you got to do, do it, but it's going to cost you some money and it's going to, you're going to miss some opportunities. So we're going to think through October, November and December, and then we'll break and look at January and February. That'll be this episode. And uh, then at hoopsandcards.com, I will put out a uh, a PDF, like a one-page summary of what I'm thinking. What are the regular rhythms in an NBA season for a basketball card buyer and seller? And then what are some specific guys to look for in each month? Of course, that'll change. Uh, injuries, you know, lineups change, all that stuff. And maybe I'll edit what I put out. But looking at the next six months, so let's look at October. Oktoberfest, baby. Yeah, October is happening. It starts on Friday. And the big event, obviously, is the NBA season starting. Uh, last year, in fact, the last couple of years, I thought that meant, man, that first day, cards are going to go up. Just like the NFL, Jalen Hurts throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Boom, a bunch of his cards sell on eBay. Um, that's not necessarily true in the basketball card market. Like, in the NBA, there are 82 regular season games. 82. <laughs> in, in, in football, there's only 16. And, uh, and so you got you to realize, like, each game is not as important as maybe sports that have a shorter season or sports that only play games once a week. Now, there may be a, a, a little bit of hype that first few days of the season, and you might hear some big numbers. I think that's more what we look for in the NBA is big performances. Like if on opening night, Jason Tatum drops 60 points, I, I fully expect some people are going to pay higher dollar for his cards. Like that's just, but it has more to do with guys' performances than it does, uh, you know, any given game. Are they, are they going to be noteworthy, historic performances? The other things to think about in the, in the uh, NBA card world in October would be the release of NBA Mosaic cards and NBA Select. These two were supposed to be out sooner than this. They've both been pushed back several times. But you're going to have Mosaic and Select near the end of the month. They're going to be available on retail like at Target and Walmart. This is, again, those sets with Cade Cunningham, like the rookies that already played a year. And I'm like, what? All right. 
but there will be people that overpay just to be the first to get those silver cards or to get those numbered cards or the cool looking I, I like select I like their tricolor I like the T-Mall, you know, the golds and all those things. There's some opportunities there. But uh, you also got to realize every time a new product is released with that guy's rookie card, it kind of dilutes, dilutes. It kind of waters down a little bit the market for his other cards. And you might be able to get, while people are overpaying for the new stuff, you might be able to get, to get bargains on the Don Russ rookie that you want, the Don Russ teal laser hollow, the numbered rookies, even the... Um, National Treasures, that's the higher-end cards, rookie cards of this year's rookies. So just be aware that new releases are going to come out. People are going to be crazy about them. They're going to overpay during the first week, and they're going to be like, join our break, you know, pay. Hey, that is part of the fun of the hobby, and if you want to seize those opportunities, October looks like the last big popular releases for the previous rookie class. What cards or what players would I look to buy during October? You know, people will still be looking at, at pro football and they'll still watch the World Series. And a lot of the sports market, the sports card hobby, the investors that are involved in multiple sports, they're still going to be giving more attention to football and baseball and to the World Cup, which is approaching quickly. So I still see October as good buying season, opportunity to buy goats, opportunity to buy greats. I like... Uh, I continue to, to say LeBron James, Giannis, and Steph Curry are three of the best deals in sports cards, period. But negotiate. Get a good deal on them. If you've been in on other cards, I would say October is probably a time to sell NFL quarterbacks when they have good games. Just sell them, like list them so they sell. NFL superstars or some of those NBA new release cards. Like I said, the market's going to get diluted. So maybe now is a good time to sell some of your Evan Mobley rookies and Jalen Greens, and don't worry, you don't have to say goodbye to Jalen forever. You don't say I have to say goodbye to Alperin and Bones forever. Like you can get them back. You can get them back later on in the season, or especially if they're not a, on a playoff team. Like you can buy back if you really got to load up on Jalen Suggs. Like I think the time to load up on Jalen Suggs rookie cards will probably be next May and June when nobody's thinking about Orlando, right? Orlando's out of the playoffs. I'm sorry to my Magic fans. You know, you could surprise me. I know Franz and Mo and Cole and the guys, they've got a lot of talent down there. I just think they have they have too many average players and really are going to need a big season from Paolo to have a chance at uh, you know, even contending for the play in. And I just don't I just don't see it. I just don't even know if they want to do that. You know, they're one of those young teams that needs to keep adding talent. So so talent. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, you might want to sell some of those players. Action steps that I've got listed for my October. You can do you, but I'm saying this is a good time to buy Giannis. It's a good time to buy Steph Curry. I think there's going to be a bump on Zion Williamson cards. Uh, watch what he does that first week, because then it isn't just a one week, uh, you know, a couple of meaningless games in November's, November's. It's actually an indication of what he's capable of yet again. And if Zion Williamson comes back and he looks um, bouncy, quick, fast, you know, plays four quarters and adds something to the Pelicans. He puts on, you know, puts, I almost said pounds. He puts up like 25 to 30 points a game. Well, then obviously you're going to see a run on Zion Williamson cards. They're going to go up. So he might be the one exception where I'd say, here's, here's a guy that has a chance to add, you know, rejuvenated value to what is already a huge name in this hobby. Uh, I like the idea of selling baseball cards during October. 
I'm going to buy Darius Garland. I'm going to buy Tyrese Maxey. I'm going to buy unique cards of younger players with, with proven upside. I mean, they've, they've had already some, some extended stretches of great performances on teams that plan to use them for many, many years to come. I'm talking to Desmond Bain, talking to LaMelo. I'm talking to RJ Barrett. There are a lot of good young players that are worth investing in uh, before they start to campaign for uh, All-Stars or another All-Star season. I, I like the list. I would hold on NBA greats. I, I wouldn't be selling my Lucas in September or October. I wouldn't be selling Trey Young just because they're down. I wouldn't be selling Donovan Mitchell unless you're from Utah and you're still sad. I, I would be. He's a great player. It's hard to say goodbye. Um, but but I would list. I would start to list and sell uh, players that are not necessarily going to the playoffs. And uh, list them high and let somebody bid a bid and or give you offers for them. The names that I wrote on my list, all right? The good, 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 good. The good, <laughs> this is weird. Good, great, wait. Goat, great, good guess. Let me go upward. Guess, good, great, goat. There we go. My guesses as we start the season, I'm curious about Michael Porter Jr. Yep, the Joker, Jamal Murray, Denver. They've been counting on Michael Porter Jr. And if he returns healthy, starts putting up a lot of jumpers. That guy could be a great sleeper prospect in cards going into next year. I feel the same about Sadiq Bey, especially now that uh, he and Cade and Jaden Ivey and, and that team in Detroit, a lot of young weapons, Killian Hayes, uh, Isaiah Stewart. I could totally see Sadiq Bey pushing 20 points a game this season and being a guy that very few people are talking about uh, because they're all like, oh, Cade, Cade, you got to buy Cade. And I like Cade long-term. But uh, Sadiq Bey could be his sidekick for 10 years and could be a 20-point scorer. So watch out for him. The good players, I mentioned Zion already. Tyrese Halliburton is going to get to start. And uh, Indiana is looking at their future all-star running the team already. And what is he, 22, 21? I mean, that kid is just incredible. Uh, His numbers are uh, outstanding. So Halliburton. And then uh, I'm still liking LeBron, Steph. I put Kevin Durant down. Aren't you proud of me? Although I think Brooklyn is just a messed up franchise and I don't buy it. I don't buy like KD just all of a sudden decided to stay and uh, everybody's happy and Kyrie's going to play 75 games for the first time in his life. I'm not buying it. I, I don't like, uh, I, I'm not just, I guess I'm personally, guys, I'm not into uh, taking risks on injury prone or drama prone players. So I'm not going there. But uh, but that's my October NBA season beginning, watch for things that are markers or uh, clues to to what a guy's role on his team might be and what he might be capable of. So I would say don't buy reactionary. Don't go in saying, oh man, I don't know if you saw this, but the first game, Taylor Horton Tucker put up 37 points. And you know what? Great for THT. And uh, that is a demonstration of what he's capable of. And yet, uh, I would want to see what's what's a player able to do over the course of two or three weeks. Is it a consistent thing or did he just get hot? Because the NBA is full of talented players. I mean, I've seen Dean Wade score 25 points. So anything can happen. What about November? Let's talk November real quick. NFL's continuing. College football's a big deal. World Cup, baby. It's heating up. What to buy? I think it's kind of the same as October. I don't see a lot of change going into November. So if you say, man, I just want to focus on 
pro football or baseball through October. I get it. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't blame you. And I would say you're not missing major opportunities except Zion and some of the others we mentioned. Uh, maybe it's a time to to sell uh, NBA wax, NBA superstars, flip soccer cards, you know, on World Cup performances. There's, there's other ways to make money during that time. November guys I like would be uh, Michael Jordan, of course, uh, as people settle into this is basketball, baby, and uh, and who who is the GOAT in a lot of people's minds. So Damian Lillard is another dude I'm watching. Damian Lillard, I think by mid-November we'll have a handle on what is Damian Lillard still capable of and how does Portland look in this new offense? Um, if Portland is a playoff team, then that impacts the card values for this season of several players. And I think that's worth paying attention to Damian Lillard as his rookie cards from 2012 Prism are a bargain. See him as a, you know, his NBA top 75 all time and uh, a Hall of Famer looking at his last 10 years. But he's still great. He's still got a lot of life in him, obviously. And uh, I'd be watching for him in November. I'd also watch for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown of the Celtics, uh, you know, often gets mentioned after Jason Tatum. But he starts the season strong. He averages 25-plus. He's fun to watch. He is a main reason why they made it to the finals this year. Jalen Brown is not Robin. Like, he's Batman 1.1 or something. Like, he's awesome as a player. And, uh, again, has another seven or eight great years ahead of him in the NBA. So, might be a good investment in Jalen Brown. Uh, two other guys that I'm, I'm looking at in November as potential buys. Tyrese Maxey. I think we will see what a what a slim down James Harden and Tyrese Maxey backcourt looks like. And a lot of Maxey's rookies are very affordable. They're gradable. Uh, autographs, I think, are, are affordable for him, rookie card-wise. In a year where that 2020 rookie class, lots of people chase and prioritize LaMelo Ball, as they should. Anthony Edwards, as they should. James Wiseman, you know, maybe he'll be back and uh, and show what he can do. But I like Tyrese Maxey as a guy who's already shown that he can do it on big stages in the playoffs and play several positions. Excuse me. I'm getting choked up now talking about Tyrese Maxey. <clears throat> yeah, can we edit that out? No, we can't. All right, I'll keep going. Uh, Tyrese Maxey and then two question marks. These are guesses. These are just like I'm throwing it out there. I'm rolling the dice. You've got your guesses. I've got mine. I want to hear yours, actually. So email me, message me, like I said, but... One of them is Spencer Dinwiddie. Dallas, yeah, I mean, they, they let Jalen Brunson walk because the guy they counted on in the first place in that role, Spencer Dinwiddie, lit it up in the playoffs. So let's not forget Spencer Dinwiddie, and let's let's see what he can do alongside Luka for stretches where he is just, he's still a great facilitator, scorer, and uh, not really guardable. <laughs> and, then, and then Spencer Dinwiddie when Luka is off the floor. And Spencer's running the offense. I think there's some interesting opportunities on Spencer Dinwiddie deals. You heard it here first, his 2014 rookie cards. And then the next guy, or the last guy that I'll mention as a guest for that month. Yeah, it's Colin Sexton. It's it's not THT. It's Colin Sexton from Utah that I think, you know, unless they make another big move or two, you know, I, I guess Jordan Clarkson, is he still on his way out somewhere, Mike Conley, maybe they're going to keep some guys around and trade at the deadline to get more first round picks. I don't know what Danny Ainge is doing. Um, I, I feel for Utah fans, but I like Colin Sexton a lot. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be uh, a huge 
uh, asset for the Jazz. I think he could score like he did in Cleveland, 24 a game. And then you could say, yeah, but it's not on a playoff team, so nobody will care. And you're right. You're right. I'm not talking about making a ton of money on this investment. I'm talking uh, right now, <laughs> Colin Sexton cards, like you you could probably get them for free from some people and uh, they'll be worth a few bucks at the end of November. So that's what I got for you in October and November. And December, you could almost say there's a major turning point in this whole year, sports year, NBA season. It's going to be December. And you see the end of the college football regular season. You see the World Cup. And uh, that's going to take a lot of people's attention, and rightfully so. You'll see things like uh, NBA players starting to break out. And it was it was around December last year that we saw Miles Bridges and Darius Garland and Jalen Brunson and, and certain players that are like, man, that, that guy's an all-star. DeJounte Murray is like for real. You know, some of those players went from being good to being great or being a starter on a on a decent team to being, man, that guy's a, an obvious all-star, Jarrett Allen of the Cavs. So we think about who are those breakouts for this season? Who are those dudes, right? Uh, maybe you've got one. You know, we're going to go through, actually in an upcoming episode, I'm going to go through every single team in the NBA and say, all right, here's the obvious or the the safer investment play. Here's the guy with the high upside, right? The dude that I think could break out. And then here's the the sleeper. You know, here's here's the long shot um, you know, player that I think. But when I look at December, I think we're gonna know a bit more about the Lakers and uh do they have the playoff run in them? So I'm looking at LeBron James in December. I'm looking at Luca. Is that supporting cast, like I said, with Dinwiddie, uh, uh Christian Wood? Are they gonna be able to step up and help him go further in the playoffs? I'm looking at Donovan Mitchell because by then we'll know what the Cavaliers could be capable of and to see if Donovan Mitchell still has, I don't see why he couldn't still put up 40 or 50 anytime you need it. So that's going to be exciting for Cleveland fans and for investors who see that his, just his rookies are dirt cheap. It's, it's embarrassing how, how good of a deal Donovan Mitchell cards are right now still, but guys that could break out and uh, gain some attention in the hobby. I've got two guys that I think are off of your radar that are worth considering. Uh, this isn't going to be the show where you come to me and I say, hey, guys, and I mentioned the dude that everybody else is talking about. Hey, guys, you know, Jordan Poole. <laughs> like, yeah, by now, if you, if you don't know Jordan Poole, um, you, you need to know Jordan Poole. Let me, let me just stop there. You need to know Jordan Poole. But you also need to know Pascal Siakam, Toronto's MVP for the second half of last season. It was not Scotty Barnes. It was not Fred Van Vliet. It was Pascal Siakam. The man from Cameroon can do it all and put up 24.7 a game in the last 20 games of the year. Pascal Siakam, if Toronto makes another deep playoff run, uh, he's going to be a major focal point of that and uh, an an all-star for sure in my book. Uh, Second guy that I think we could be talking about breakout year and not, not that he'll be doing a lot of new stuff. It's just that he'll be the dude on his team that they go to for scoring and uh, he's going to put up some big numbers. And it's Keldon Johnson of San Antonio. Oh, my word. Can you guys hear that? I just sold something on eBay. Keldon Johnson. It goes, cha-ching. Keldon Johnson uh, is a guy that I think could break out in San Antonio. And and if you don't know, Keldon Johnson's been scoring 20 a game uh, or close to 20 a game for about a year and a half now. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, 
basically gaining the attention and notoriety of being an all-star, gaining that attention and respect around the league to the point where your highlights are shown on SportsCenter. People collect your cards. They talk about you just like they talked about DeJounte Murray last season in, in San Antonio, even though it wasn't a winning team. Uh, each city has has a dude that that other players or other fans know about and respect. So, I mean, Orlando, you've got Paolo. Houston, you've got Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. New Orleans, we could say five names, but Zion is a big one. And Oklahoma City, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But uh, Keldon Johnson in San Antonio, I'm just saying. That's all. I'm just saying. And then Jalen Suggs uh, did not have an awesome first season. He didn't. So... Jalen, it is time to step up and be that Jalen that Orlando drafted that we all thought you were. Uh, his his rookie season, you guys, is strikingly similar statistically to what Darius Garland did in Cleveland. And there was even in, in Cleveland that awkward point guard timeshare with Colin Sexton. And, you know, I think they had Ricky Rubio or somebody and, you know, throw Darius Garland in there and out of there and in there and out of there and he's learning. And, well, when Colin Sexton got hurt, it was all of a sudden his team. And I think what Orlando's going to do at some point with the number five overall pick from last year is say, Jalen Suggs, it's your it's your ball. It's your team, man. Like, we love we, we love what Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz and RJ Hampton and some of these guys are able to do, but we drafted Jalen Suggs to lead the team. And uh, his percentages in shooting and his assists and his defense were better, especially that second half of last season. So... He's a possible breakout. We might notice that in December. And so those are the first three months. Actually, four months. September, October, November, December. It's okay to wait. In fact, as I look out this this six-month stretch leading up to the All-Star game, uh, I can wait for better deals. I can have a plan to buy certain cards in September and October and then sell in February. Because guess who's going to be an All-Star? Giannis. Did you know this? Steph Curry is going to be an All-Star. John Morant, these guys will all be all-stars, and it'll be a big deal. There'll be highlights, dunk contests. Three, like There'll be a lot of notoriety primetime games going on in January and February that people who don't care about it in October and November, they'll sell their cards to you right now for 20% less than they're going to be at the all-star break. So we'll talk about January and February in a moment right after this break. Here's Van Vliet, finds OG, doubled in the corner, Trent Jr., corner three, rack it up, to down from Winnipeg. LeBron James, LeBron James. All right, so let's talk a bit about January and February, and uh, what what I'm trying to give you guys today is a plan, is to think through... Here we are in September, buying season. October, that's going to continue. And you're going to find some deals on cards. You're going to be watching how guys start their season, what trends you might see, who's back from injury like Zion. You're not going to rush after the new releases, Mosaic Select, and people overpay for the new stuff. You might even be still focusing on the World Cup and pro football in uh, November and things, and that is fine. Like, guys, I want you to know you don't have to dive in and start investing right away to get uh, great value out of this basketball season. So a lot of that can actually wait until December and January. And January, there is a major transition piece. Number one, I think people come into 
the new year. And, and maybe they've gotten a, a raise at work. They've gotten some money for Christmas. They got some eBay gift cards. Great gift ideas. Hey, we should do an episode on great Christmas gifts for the basketball card collector. Wouldn't that be sweet? I mean, I mean, aside from Hoops Plus subscription for $4.99 a month that gets you more uh, Hoops content and lots of uh, prize opportunities and interaction on the Discord, and it helps you support the fastest-growing basketball card podcast in the world. Uh, Hoops Plus is a great deal for Christmas or any other time, really. Um, but, but you go into January, and, and then you see more NBA games on primetime. You see Martin Luther King Day, just uh, I think it's six games. Every NBA team, I think, is playing on Martin Luther King Day, and that's, that's so exciting. Uh, a lot of big matchups in January and February, and a lot is on the line as uh, the playoff races start to take shape. And teams basically realize what they have, and they decide, are, are we going to just be sellers at the trade deadline, or are we going to be buyers and uh, you're going to want to watch that and pay attention. And, and just listening to our podcast throughout the season, you were here for you, you know, uh, two or three episodes a week. They aren't all basketball card 101 basic stuff. Sometimes we will talk about a specific buying opportunity that's right now or a specific card uh, that's become uh, of interest or a rare buying opportunity. So, so that's what I love about tracking with you throughout the NBA season. It's, it's actually our second full season as a podcast and interacting with collectors and investors all around the world. And uh, there's a part of me that's like, you know, January is exciting. You've got the NFL playoffs, some of the NBA prospects and guys are getting playing time that uh, maybe you didn't expect. Maybe some injuries have happened and someone else steps into an opportunity that they get to shine. And I don't, I don't wish for anybody to get injured, but I do immediately think when there's an injury or a trade, or a big announcement, I think, okay, what players are affected by this? You know, um, Colin Sexton goes down. Who is going to step into that spot? Jaron Jackson is hurt in Memphis. Who's going to pick up some scoring and get some threes, you know, over there? Is it is it Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark going to put up some numbers? I think it's all those guys. But But when there's news in January... It tends to be an indicator of where the season is going. Like, who are the new stars? Miles Bridges. You know, what's going to happen with that guy? He looked like a deserved all-star last season, you know, and now he could be out for the entire year with uh, these uh, criminal charges. So I think in January will be a time to say, all right, here's where things are going. Here's who, which team looks hot and surprising headed toward the playoffs. And guys, that is where... Uh, you know, you look at January, more primetime NBA games. February is the all-star game. That whole weekend is awesome. March is playoff jockeying for position. Some teams will be tanking and resting their stars. Thank you, Portland, for benching any player with the capacity to score 20 points. I mean, it's like, Anthony Simons, you played too well. You got to sit down. Josh Hart, yeah, sorry. You, you got to sit down. You're playing too well. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, I know you're ready to play, but don't come back till like November, okay? Like they they did not want to win games, and uh, they got this shade and sharp pick that uh, they were able to, to to make. And there's a is a prospect with a lot of upside, but but as we work towards the playoffs, I think you need to see the NBA basketball card season as buying opportunities. That if you're looking for short term profits, the best bet or the best opportunity would be to buy great players or surging players from teams that could make a deep playoff run. So that's where I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Luca. Yeah. Trey. Yeah. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. 
yes, all the usual suspects from Golden State and Milwaukee and Philadelphia, uh, the Clippers, if they return to health and form Phoenix, uh, you know, as much drama as they've been through lately, they're still a finals contender and they will be for the foreseeable future. So all I all I'm saying to you is the best selling opportunities of the whole NBA season are going to be around the All-Star game and around the playoffs, meaning the first, second, and third rounds of the playoffs. So be watching which players could be poised, could be ready to break out and have huge moments in those playoffs. I mean, I remember it could be a big name, you know, uh, that that steps up and Lucas scores 50 and his team advances to the Western Conference Finals for the first time. Or the Joker or Embiid finally lead their team to the to the NBA Finals. I mean, that would be incredible. That would be awesome. Or Jason Tatum gets a championship. There, there are players that, and, and remember, guys uh, and gals, as you're planning, often the market, often buyers think like you do, right? They're thinking, what can I buy early so I can resell? So you need to be a little bit earlier than them. You want to buy before the breaking news. You want to buy before everybody knows about the rumor. You want to buy because you have you've scouted cards and players and you've said, you know what? It looks like this guy is going to play a key role on that playoff team and he's going to make some noise. Some noise. Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, like last season. Some of these guys came out of uh, hobby irrelevance, but basketball people knew who they are. Basketball people, if you're paying attention to the way players perform and the way teams uh, compete, the way they gel together over the first half of the season, then you're not going to be the one surprised like, wow, I didn't know this guy, um, Alperen Shangun. I didn't realize he was, you know, uh, I, I don't mean to make fun of people that don't know basketball all season, but this is a basketball card podcast and you got to buy before everybody else is. You got to say, I'm not going to wait until mid-April to buy my nice Giannis Antetokounmpo cards. I'm going to buy those cards, well, now, December, January. Like, these are the times when you buy guys that you think, yep, all things considered, he's probably going to be playing meaningful games in May and June. He's going to be putting up huge numbers, and people are going to be like, man, James Harden is back. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's James Harden. And if you believe in him, and, and diversify, pick four or five guys like that that you believe in. Uh, I feel that way about Kawhi Leonard. I think we, we easily forget when a guy's been out for a little while. But I think we're going we're gonna to find out pretty soon he's still Kawhi Leonard. And, and the rest of the league's going to be like, oh, crap. He still has Paul George on his team. He added John Wall on his team. Oh, crap. They still have Reggie Jackson. I'm just saying, uh, don't wait for April to just arrive and, and stuff to be happening to realize it's it's likely that those teams will be making making noise in April, right? Kevin Durant's going to have a big season. This isn't rocket science. So what I'm saying to you is January and February, you see, you see things start to trend up. The news revolves around finishing up the football season, but then getting into the NBA All-Star break and the playoff push is a great time to sell cards. So what is your plan to get cards that you could sell then? What All-Stars, you know, guys that you think will make the All-Star team that you should sell when they do? I've mentioned Tyrese Halliburton like four times already. I've got Tyrese Halliburton cards that I will be thrilled to sell in February when he makes the All-Star team. Why? Because I don't think the Pacers are going to the playoffs, so his highlight reel is going to be February. 
And the buying opportunity later, if I really want to get back in on Tyrese Halliburton, is going to be June. Because when people are watching Giannis and Steph or LeBron or Tatum, like they're not going to be thinking, you know what, I'm looking at these Pacers over here and I'm going to be buying up Pacers. No, they're not. I can buy back Tyrese next summer, man. Like, uh, So think about players and cards. I, I talked about this in the buying and selling episodes. Like, Have a plan when you buy a card. Have a plan for when you might want to sell it. You know, your plan could just be as easy as like, I'm just going to autopilot list it on eBay. If it sells, it sells. Fine. Do that. Right. But list it for your price. You set the price. So that is our investing calendar. Guys, the, the people I think would be interesting to look at in February. And uh, let me say a couple in January and February. I am, I'm excited to see what Trey Young is capable of this season when he doesn't have all the double teams and when DeJounte Murray is there to share the load. I think Trey Young is going to be on fire most of the season. It's not rocket science, but some of the lesser knowns would be Trey Mann of Oklahoma City. I said Trey Mann. You're like, okay, man, I'll give you a Trey. No, it's it's a player for Oklahoma City. He's a point guard who can do a lot of the same things that Emmanuel Quickly or Tyrese Maxey or Bones Highland can do. Speaking of Bones, that's another guy I like for uh, early January and February. I like, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what LaMelo Ball is doing and Cade Cunningham. Those will be guys I will be looking at to buy and uh, to consider what, what have they done that uh, is, is making them start to stand out. Uh, and in February and March, that's when I'm thinking if I'm buying any cards, it's going to be playoff prospects. Guys that I believe are going to have huge moments in May and June. Last year, there was this dude for Boston. You guys know him, Davey, Erica, like, Where did Grant Williams come from? Like, all of a sudden, he shows up and he had that one game where he makes like nine threes. Grant Williams' cards spiked. Well, that's one of those that's like on the guest level of who who the heck is Grant Williams? But if you bought cards before that and you had them listed on eBay, boom, they sold. Well, Boston's a deep run playoff team, so it's not rocket science to say you might want to take a little flyer on prospects or affordable rookies of guys on the playoff teams. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, I'm looking at you. Everybody forgot about those two players. They think they'll never be worth anything. Everything's about Giannis. Well, if you can't afford Giannis, but you think Milwaukee's going to the finals again, guess who's guess whose cards are like dirt cheap right now? I'm not even going to say his name. Oh man. One of the most underappreciated stars in the league in the last five years. And uh Olympian champion. Three-time All-Star, not even going to say his name. You know it. Uh, makes Giannis look good half the time. Uh, so think about the year with an eye to the playoffs. If you're doing this as an investment, you want to make money this season, buy when the playoffs are far away from now and buy things that other people aren't. Get the deals while you can. Negotiate. Right now, it's, uh, it's, it's still pretty easy to negotiate with people because Steph didn't have 40 last night. And Jalen Green didn't have a triple-double last night. And, and Joel Embiid didn't have 25 boards last night. When they start to put up highlights and when they're games that people matter you know, and care about, like the All-Star game or some of these playoff uh, countdown games, that's when you'll start to see more reaction in the market. And it's going to be harder to buy the guys who are, are playing really well. So I'm just saying get out in advance of it. I'm, I'm going to post that Hoops Investing calendar from September September to February. And you're like, well, well Gary, what about what about like... March, April, June, July. Hey, 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 slow down, partner. 
I'm just kidding. I, I have those. I have the next six months after that ready for you as well. That will be in an upcoming episode. But we need to wrap this one up. Usually our episodes are not like 50 minutes, but here we did it. Thanks for listening. Hoops and Cards, we're so grateful for our listeners around the world. If you're an investor and a collector, you can do this. I mean, even if you're 101 starting out like, dude, I just bought a box of NBA hoops at Walmart. I don't know what the heck I've got. Hey, just keep listening. Uh, make friends, talk. This is an interactive hobby. It's also a place where we can make money and enjoy it along the way. So collectors and investors, thank you. I'm Gary. Looking forward to seeing you on our next episode or uh, interacting with you, like I said, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram or Gary at HoopsandCards.com. You can always sign up for Hoops Plus at this address, anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and Cards forward slash subscribe instantly gets you into the club and uh, we would love to have you so hope you have an awesome week remember the nba preseason starts in what two and a half days let's go all right take care now bye bye then